Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome into the Voice of Camp Nathaniel, Stephen Bale, along with Mr. Lee Sharp. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Hey, uh, we got a brand new format to the show that we started on the last episode, and today, uh, man, I'm excited because uh, tell us who we're talking about, who we're talking to, and we are, what we're talking about. We are going to be chatting to Bill Clark, who is a pastor up at Hickory Grove in Northern Kentucky. And we actually, this is a two-part episode. We're mm-hmm. going to be talking about spiritual growth. And then in the next episode, we're going to be talking about maintaining that growth. Yeah. So uh, we're going to get right into the discussion. But before we do that, make sure to check out Camp Nathaniel on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, I think the Camp Nathaniel Instagram page is still up and running. So, uh, hey, check those out. We'll be talking about a little bit later on about how uh, your child can get involved in summer camp and all that good stuff. But for right now, let's get straight to the conversation with Bill Clark. Hey guys, welcome into the Voice of the Camp, Nathaniel. We are, man, we're excited, are we not? Yeah. Yeah, we're excited. This is episode two <laughs> of the of the new format anyway. So, uh, so yeah, man, we are, we're excited to have a good friend of ours, a good friend from, a good friend of camp, really, and we're going to talk a little bit about his background in regards to camp, and, uh, and we got some awesome, important stuff to talk about as far as our topic goes today. But uh, everybody, uh, make welcome uh, Mr. Bill Clark. How you doing, Bill? Ooh, I am doing great. I'm honored to be on this with you all. Uh, amazed at how technology has changed. That I'm yeah, on the voice that's... of Camp Nathaniel right now, and I'm not singing a song that's being recorded at yep. the chapel to be on the voice of Camp Nathaniel. Pretty cool. You, you remember those days, right? I don't know if you remember, oh, yeah. really, but I, I remember no. being in the chapel and we would record these songs. And then at the end of the song, everybody had to be completely quiet exactly. while Mr. Murr was back there and cut everything off and then gave us the go ahead. Like, we're good to go now, you know, so. <laughs> things that are impossible to accomplish with campers now silence for like what seemed like three minutes, probably just 30 seconds, but still. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, good deal. Um, well, Lee, give us a, we're, we're going to intro a bill here just a little bit. And uh, so um, Bill, we're going to let you talk a little bit about yourself, but, but we know, we know some things about you, but Lee has done his homework. <laughs> a, little bit of research, a little bit of research, a little bit of, little bit so, of finding uh, out there. So um, Bill, we know that uh, you got the graduated from Cumberland college. Not right, to be confused with right. University of the Cumberlands, which is where That's I graduated great. from. Uh, <laughs> the, the, same school, right? It is the same school. Uh, just different name. Right, same the name address. Name. Same, same school. School. Same everything else. They just changed different, it. So. Different mascot, though. Um, Got we, it. we were talking before. We figured out that we had some, at least one similar professor there. We probably had more That's than right. one because um, mm-hmm. the professors at Cumberlands like to stick around for years and years. So, um, nothing, wrong, nothing wrong with that. We also know that... Uh, Bill, you've spent some time here at camp. Uh, you spent some time. Did you come as a camper? or what? I did. I did. Fourth grade okay. through 12th grade, man, all the way through. Is, uh, camp was in my blood. Gotcha. And then you did a little bit of work here as well. So you can't, not only did you come to camp, you decided that you liked it so much that you would spend your entire summer here. That's exactly camp. right. That's a special oh, yeah. kind of person. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. I spent two summers know. working. Okay, that was my question. Do you know how many summers that you uh, that you worked here? Yeah, the summer after my senior year of high school and the summer after my freshman year of college. So loved it, absolutely loved it. Nice, and and, uh, and now of course Bill is the pastor at Hickory Grove Baptist Church. 
Mm-hmm. And That's right. um, I, I had the I had the great uh, honor to come up and lead worship for you guys last year, man, last January. So I know we got to get you back up again, brother. I'd love it, man. Love it. Ain't nothing like three services on a Sunday morning, man. I still don't know how you do that. I really don't. <laughs> Eat a lot of lunch afterwards. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, man, how long have you been at Hickory Grove? Uh, believe it or not, this May, I will have been there 25 years total. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty a long time. I was a youth minister the first 12 years. And since then, I've been the senior pastor. And uh, just a great church and a great place. Northern Kentucky is just a, a, a great place to do ministry, man. We got a lot of people that aren't churched. Uh, last I heard, the county we live in is 85% unchurched. Uh, so just reaching reaching families, man, is with the gospel of Christ. And it seems like it's an adventure every day up here, which is keeps it fun. Yeah, yeah. And then, it, no, go ahead, I was going to say the last thing I've got here um, is – and. I don't know if it's an active thing, but we also, I've got marathon runner down and I don't know if it's one of those things, like if you've run a marathon, are you, do you hold that title forever as you are a, a marathon? Like do you say, Oh, I ran a marathon or do in you my, say I'm a marathon runner? In my opinion, you do, man. You just, you just keep that. You just keep right? that because if, if you're one of those guys like Bill Clark that for some strange reason enjoys running, uh, then man, you, you deserve whatever title you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's exactly right. Right. That, that respect. I, I wish I, I want to get to the place where I enjoy running, but I, I'm at that point right now to where my body in no way does, uh, enjoys it. But, but, <laughs> but I know I've talked to you. I know you got to get yourself to that point. But yes, you have yeah. a you, you have ran in some mar- marathons. And in fact, you uh, you uh, you did the did you did you did the Boston just this past year, didn't you? I did. I did. I did my second Boston this past year. I'm uh, gearing up for my third one this April. Really pumped about nice. it. It's a lot of fun. It's, it is crazy, though. You're right. Every now and then, usually about mile 20 of, of the marathon, I'm asking, why am I doing this? And <laughs> will I ever do it again? <laughs> have a small existential crisis. Exactly. Yeah, really. exactly. Well, Start questioning uh, well, all your life choices. <laughs> you know, we're going to have Bill on. Uh, this is actually the first part of a two-part uh, episode that we're doing here. So we're going to have Bill back on. And, and maybe for uh, maybe for the second part, we can dive a little bit more back in as far as intro time goes to what those marathons are like and stuff like that. For a few minutes. <laughs> I, I'm sure people are interested. I'm interested to know that. And uh, so we'll go well, hey, Bill, man, again, we appreciate you jumping in here with us, man. We got we got an awesome topic that we're going to talk about over the course of two episodes here with you. And I know we've jumped into a brand new year. Uh, we're right here in the middle of February, and we're getting ready to go into to March. Everybody's a, a, a month and a half, almost two months into 2023 already. And mm-hmm. and maybe there was a lot of people who decided at the beginning of the year, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go cross I'm gonna glow cro- grow glow closer to Christ. Can we glow <laughs> I love it. <laughs> might be great. might be living near some kind of radioactive stuff if that's happening. I don't know. <laughs> um, but maybe people have said, you know what? I want to grow closer to Christ this year. I want to yeah. spend more time in the Word. And, and that's great. That's what we should all attest to. But the but the reality is a lot of times. We, uh, we have a hard time sustaining spiritual growth. And so right. that's what we want to talk about for these two episodes. The first, uh, the first time here, we're going to talk about um, avoiding the performance trap because we all get into that rut from mm-hmm. time to time. says, well, if I, if I haven't read my Bible so many days this week, then, then maybe God's not happy with me or, or 
I don't feel as close to Jesus or, and then, right. and then next, uh, and then on the next show, we're going to talk about, uh, just complacency in general. So, mm-hmm. um, Lee, Lee, anything before we hand it over to Bill and then we'll, uh, we'll chime in from, from time to time. Now let's jump in. All right, let's jump in. So Bill awesome. sustaining spiritual growth, man. A lot of people wanting to grow closer to Christ. Um, mm-hmm. how do they avoid, how do they avoid getting into that place where, they feel like their growth with Jesus is based just on performance, how well they do. Yeah. I appreciate that y'all are talking about this and it's, it's actually a challenge a little bit for me personally. I think I'm a very performance kind of oriented person. Uh, think the way I'm wired. I, I like to put the tick marks down, check, check boxes makes me feel good mm-hmm. to, well, I mean, for probably a lot of people who run, crossing the finish line is the box checked. Yes, I did it. I finished that. Now on to the next thing. And ironically, uh, this may sound crazy, but um, you can check a lot of those boxes that people would list, I believe, and still not really be intimate with Christ. And that's the thing that I think motivates me to sort of flip the script on you know, spiritual growth. Uh, not seeing it as a list of tasks that I perform and that I try to perform well, but to really center on it being an actual person that I'm growing close to. And I really think to me, uh, and I, I feel almost bad that I think I'm just now really starting to do that better. And I'm 50 years old and I've been uh, a Christ follower since the age of 15. Uh, but I think it's taken me a long time to realize that, hey, buddy, you can have a streak, a long Bible reading streak, nothing wrong with that. That's great. Uh, but it's really a person that you're growing close to. You, you said it yourself, we're closer to Christ. And I get that, um, you know, we can't see him physically. And I think that that's part of the barriers that we face is mm-hmm. how do I grow close to a person, a per- an actual person and personality that I can't see, that I can't audibly hear, you know, just like the three of us guys could could go out and eat together and hang out together, do that every day. Pretty, pretty soon we're going to be, you know, either pretty good buddies or at least know each other really well. Um, it, it feels like maybe we can't accomplish that with Christ, but I think, I believe, I'd love to hear y'all's take on this. I actually believe one of the biggest growth barriers spiritually in people's lives is they don't necessarily see this, but they don't treat Jesus Christ like an actual real person who's actually really there with them. And I believe that we don't catch ourselves living as if I'm on my own living out a, uh, a faith journey or living some kind of spiritual life that we almost treat God as if he is maybe maybe he's watching us on security footage far away, mm-hmm. just seeing how we're doing. And, and instead of actually living as if Christ is with me, if, if the, as if the Holy spirit is dwelling within me and walking with me and guiding me and, and it's an intimate relationship to me, I think that's the biggest um, thing that can actually break us away from being too performance oriented is you know, and I know we could do that with real relationships too. I know I've done that. I've done that with mm-hmm. my wife before, keeping some score, like, hey, and get me some points here. She's going to really be happy with me. You know, I know we could do that with real personal <laughs> relationships. Uh, so, yeah, you still got to fight against that. But I actually believe that maybe one of the biggest barriers 
is that we don't treat uh, this whole thing we call Christianity at, at, like a relationship with an actual person named Jesus. What do y'all think about that? Yeah. Lee? <laughs> just, just hand it right <laughs> My brain's catching up. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, man, I, 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 I'm right there with you. I think uh, just a lot of times that we um, – you know, it's so it's so much easier just to just to grow in fellowship with with you know someone that we can hear talking back to us and stuff like that. But we but we have to understand that the um, you know the the primary way that God communicates to His people is through the complete revelation of His Word. And so, if we're not spending time in the Word, then we're not going to be hearing from Christ. And so, the, the the reality is, He has spoken to us. You know, right. he, he, he speaks to us every day through his word. And so I heard somebody a long time ago and I can't remember who it was, but they, uh, they said, man, what, they were asked one time, do you, do you love Jesus? And he's like, yeah, of course I love Jesus. What kind of question is that? And then they asked him, okay, well, how much, how much time do you spend, you know, reading his word? How much time do you spend through prayer? And, and he was like, well, you know, when you think about it, you know, if you, if you say you love someone, then don't you want to spend that time developing that relationship, getting to know right. them and stuff? And, and and that's exactly what you were talking about. And but our our problem comes when we get into this um, this state that says, okay, well, I, I'm reading my Bible, but um, you know, I, I feel really close. To, I, I'm coming to church on Sunday morning, but then I, I feel really good when I've read my Bible mm-hmm. seven days this week. Um, mm-hmm. But then it goes right back to what you said again. You know, you can you can be doing that for the sake of doing it, and still not really drawing closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. So, right. so, it, so there's a lot more than just reading the Bible, because we know that James says, uh, you know, we uh, it's like someone who looks at themselves in a mirror, and then goes away and for, immediately forgets what they look like. So right. it's it's right. not just about reading, but you've got um, you've got application. You know, you have to gotta be it. To apply it to your life. You got to be. Um, Prayer and the word go hand in hand. If we're not praying for God to reveal to us truth, then we're going to have a harder time seeing that truth, in my opinion. So, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Agree. that's again, it, a lot of times it's easy to talk about Christ and talk about Jesus and we, we get into it and it's more like Jesus is a, is a really neat idea mm-hmm. um, or it's some sort of out there, you know, we, we, we've already thrown out the idea of spiritual growth and sometimes people hear the word spiritual growth and it turns into like this larger than life sort of, Oh, well, that's something that like the, <laughs> you, you go off to a mountaintop and you, and you think about how you're going to grow spiritually yeah. and, and all of these. And the idea here is that it's much less like, Oh, well, no, it's not about, Oh, we'll get to the mountaintop to go find the, the spiritual leader at the top so that he can, lead you to another realm or something. You know, it's more about the, the practical, like how is it going to affect your everyday life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's much more grounded than some sort of yeah. idea. I think that's a yeah. good, that's a good word. I, mean, I think we mystify it more than it is. And I think we complicate it more than it is. Uh, mm-hmm. It's funny, as you were talking about, you know, bringing in the, the importance of the word, um, Right from where I'm sitting right now, just four feet away is a little uh, rectangle that we keep on our island in our house. It, Believe it or not, it's actually called a boogie board. <laughs> and it's actually, uh, it's almost like a, 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 an Etch-A-Sketch. You can take it, almost any plastic uh, sharp point and write on it and it puts 
whatever you're writing on there and you just touch a button and it erases it. And Sherry and I exchange notes every day, sometimes multiple times a day on this little boogie board. And, uh, you know, I, I try to imagine and think and remind myself that the Bible isn't just a manual or a textbook. It is his letter to me that I get to at any moment of any day, open it up and see what he has for me. And I've told our congregation in Hickory Grove many times, like I, when I was at Cumberland College, Lee, uh, mm-hmm. we, Sherry and I were dating. That's where we met, uh, my wife, Sherry and I. And uh, we decided to cut, cut, cut out the middleman of communication. We exchanged combinations to our boxes in the campus center so that we could just put letters in each other's mailboxes. And we did it every day. Um, but I told my congregation, no one had to make me do that. I couldn't wait to get to it. And that's the mindset I'm trying to develop in myself is to treat God's word and treat prayer, treat my worship time, all the things that we would list as spiritual disciplines. They're deeply personal between me and a real person. And I think it really shifts things at the same time. I, it's funny when we were first talking about this topic, I almost, I had this formula in my mind and I've had it in my mind before, like, Hey, how can you grow spiritually? I, I don't know where I picked this up at, but trust plus obedience over time equals spiritual growth. And mm. I believe that. I like that. I think it's a really good thing that sticks out in my brain. Yeah, but I think, I think if we want to avoid the performance trap, we need to put, you know, trusting the person of Jesus plus mm-hmm. obeying the person of Jesus over time walking with the person of Jesus equals spiritual growth. And if we leave out the personhood of Christ and how he is literally with us um, through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of all believers, we have that right there with us. I think that that will help us realize that, okay, this is not just me. You know, even as we were talking about it, we talk about my, my quiet time. Uh, I am I reading the Bible. Am I, 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 it can be a lot of I and my, and mm-hmm. if we can flip the script to really focus more. I actually think we know that we're growing more spiritually and not doing it in such a way that is performance-based or legalistic when we don't focus so much really on ourselves. Right. And it's our eyes are probably fixed more on Christ and who mm-hmm. he is and and on on others around us as well. Yeah, yeah, because we're t- you know, we're talking about not something that God calls us to as far as, like you said at the very beginning, a, a duty that we check off, you know, mm-hmm. but, but we're talking about things like prayer and things like reading the word. These are, this is a means of grace by which God has given us that we can know him more and, and mm-hmm. learn how to live life the way he's called us to live it. And so every mm-hmm. time that we get the opportunity to open the word of God, God has given us that opportunity so that we might grow closer to him and, and in turn glorify and honor him in in, in our lives. And so, um, good. Lee, Speaking of, go ahead. Lee. Yeah, you, go ahead. Go Sorry. Go Bill. Well, I was just going to say, you said that it's a good segue to a verse that came to my mind this morning, thinking about this podcast and just being reminded that Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give mm-hmm. you rest. Yeah. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind myself of him saying that 
so that so that I can break through that performance trap a little bit because yeah. I can totally go there. I like measuring things. I like tracking things. Um, and I feel a lot of guilt if I'm not careful when I'm doing that. And I just don't right. think that's what Christ desires. You know, right. he's not that's desirous right. to feel that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, there, uh, God wants us to be the Holy spirit wants to give us freedom and joy when reading the word. Mm -hmm. Um, not not a heavy burden of guilt when we when we don't mm -hmm. uh but reminding us that you know this is where the joy in the life of a believer comes from is time spent in the word of god right. so um so when you do jump into that um even if you have fallen off and you come back to that um as you were saying there jesus essentially welcomes you back because he mm -hmm. says my, you know my burden is light here like i'm it, it's mm -hmm. less of a where have you been this whole time? And it's more of a, oh, I'm so glad that you came back. Yeah. yeah. Um, or then um, continuing on that, if you are newer in your journey in the spiritual walk and whatnot, and you find the Bible to be very intimidating and you find prayer to be very intimidating, that is okay too. Jesus mm -hmm. is more than willing to work with you and it, and it might be awkward at first and you might only read a few verses and you're like, I don't understand that. I need to go ask questions. And all of that is perfectly okay. You don't have to do mm -hmm. this perfectly. Yeah. Um, you just have to start with something. And it's going to be awkward and it's going to be weird. Um, mm -hmm. We already did a little bit of a comparison there to a relationship. Right. Um, and in yeah. any new relationship that you have, <laughs> the first few conversations are always very awkward. And they are. Right? <laughs> um, and that's okay. I remember the first conversation I ever had with my wife, man. That was kind of brutal. <laughs> so, and it's okay. You know, back when we were dating, of course, not the first conversation we had after yeah. we were married. But, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so weird. Uh, and that is a okay because that's yeah. how relationships starts. Relationships generally right. start right. in weird, awkward ways, and you know, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's how life works. All right. Well, hey, man, I think I think that's a good way to kind of we're getting ready to bring this to a close here, uh, Bill. Hey, real quick, man, as we're heading out here, I know there was so much stuff that we could have really talked about here, but we, yeah. you know, we we. I mean, we, we don't have hours to sit here and talk. We know you got stuff that you got to get going uh, real quick, man. How would you just, and, and you, you kind of, you can repeat yourself here if you want to, but just for the person listening right now who would say, I just feel like that I'm in a place with my walk with Christ right now, that if, if I don't perform to a certain level that God's not happy with me or that God's mm -hmm. not pleased with me, what would you say to the, to encourage that person right now? That's a, such a great question. But the first thing that comes to my mind is the words that Jesus said from the cross before he breathed his last breath is it is finished. Mm. Don't ever forget that the work that needed to be done to accomplish our salvation has already been accomplished. Right. <clears throat> and so in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, then what are we running so hard for now? We're running so hard to know him more and to make him known to those who still don't know him. And uh, I think that flips the script and keeps us, you know, being so performance based and thinking so much about our own selves and performance and saying, man, let's just get to know this amazing savior who has done it all. He paid it all for us. And um, I hope to help someone out there. Good deal. Bill, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you guys.
All right, so now we're at that point in the program where we are going to highlight some ministries here at Camp Nathaniel. And we have a somewhat new ministry here at camp. They participated a little bit this past year, and some of your kids may have jumped into this, and that is Kickstart Soccer. So I have Mr. Stephen Bell here with me, who you've already heard on this program, but you know. he, he is going to talk to us about Kickstart and see how we can get into this soccer program yeah absolutely yeah like like lee was saying you know this is it's sort of brand new to camp uh last year was our first year actually hosting the program um on camp's campus uh it it was really originally a ministry through hyman first baptist church that we started about you know six years or so ago and and god has just blessed it tremendously man we have on average about 200 kids every time that we do a, a season which is just is huge. It's huge. It's crazy. It really is. And we've got kids that are playing from not just here in Knott County, but uh, I think we, I think at one time we had maybe five different counties represented for people just driving in to play soccer with us. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, sure enough. I mean, we want to try to make it as family friendly and and as as easy as inexpensive on the family as we possibly can so we'll, we'll talk more about that here in a second but but yeah it started as a ministry of Hyman First Baptist Church just an outreach to the community and then uh, when my family and I came on board here last year we decided well you know what let's let's do this on campus here at camp because not only does it uh, continue to feed itself as far as a program as far as a ministry goes but it gives us great opportunity to get families excited about what's going on here at Camp Nathaniel Oh, yeah. So we uh, we decided to move it here last year, and now now that we're on here full time, and uh, it, it gives us an opportunity to bring this ministry completely under the umbrella of Camp Nathaniel, and so this is one of our prob- probably the newest outreach ministry that we have here, specifically in regards to families. Yes, it deals a lot with the kids, but this is an opportunity where we have to have hundreds of families come into this campus every single weekend uh, oh, in yeah. the spring. So, so I'll go on and ask, when is that getting started? Hey, it's, I mean, I'm glad you would ask that. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, here's the deal, man. You guys, if your child is going to be three years old by April 1st, that means they are eligible to play Kickstart Soccer with us this year, all the way up until those who are currently in the eighth grade. So from three years old to eighth grade, you're eligible to play Kickstart Soccer. And the way you go about doing that is that we are going to have registration open online on March 1st. And the way you can register is by going to campnathaniel.org slash kickstart. All right? campnathaniel.org slash kickstart. You can register every child in your house right there on that registration page. That's one thing that we are always decided from the get-go was we're going to make this easy for families all around, even financially. So how much is it going to cost them? It's going to cost you $25. And that's not per child, Lee. That's that's per house. Okay. See, I've got six kids. I got three. So how would you like to pay $75 for your kids to play soccer? Um, Versus twenty five. I, w- I would rather take the twenty five. Yeah, I would too. You know, I mean, if, if all six of my kids were gonna pay, we're gonna play, and it cost me twenty five per child. That's a hundred and fifty bucks, man. And uh, and I would rather pay just twenty five dollars. So hey, your entire household twenty five dollars, and every child in your house who is three years old by April first, all the way up to those who are in eighth grade, can play Kickstart soccer with us. So go online again, camnathaniel.org slash kickstart beginning March 1st. If you go there right now, 
nothing's going to pop up. So you need to make sure March 1st you register and you have until, here's here's the kicker, all right? Uh, uh, you see that? Um, the deadline to register is March 22nd. And, and I cannot stress that enough. Deadline to register, March 22nd, because we're going to need a good two to three weeks just to get all this stuff sorted out by the time season starts. Yeah. And, we, and we know how things are, so please... Don't wait until eleven fifty nine on the twenty first. That's right. You got you got you, you know you know that's way too late. You you're hearing it right now. <laughs> that's right. And I know yeah. and I know it might not be on there yet. But go on and mark your calendar. Get your phone out. Right. Get your thing marked on there. Say I need to get registered for Kickstart Soccer. And if you're curious to what those three year olds look like, that's where my kids were last year. Yeah, see? And it's a ton of fun. And um, there might be a lot of parents out on the field running with their kids. And <laughs> Dude, um, that age it, group, yeah, it's for a, sure. It's a bit chaotic with the three year olds but i will say it is a ton of fun and um they obviously get a lot better as the the grades go they, the, they the kids do. get a little bit more talented they they know how the game is actually working they it's, do by the time you get up to that sixth seventh and eighth grade it's really exciting it's to a watch, very competitive you know? game it is you know you when you introduce your kid in at three years old if you've ever had the experience of trying to get a bunch of cats in one location at once that's basically what it is <laughs> <laughs> They're wanting to go every which way, except but, there's except there's a soccer ball involved. Except there's a soccer ball involved. That's right. You know, it, we we have a blast. In, in fact, that that three year old, that preschool area, uh, um, what do you, what do you want to call it? That that demographic there yeah. is is one of our highest attended, highest involved sections of our league because. When we have those games, yeah, like you said, you know, they're all running after the ball no matter where it goes, and parents are on the field with them and trying mm-hmm. to get trying to get them where they need to be. But you've got parents, grandparents, second cousins, twice removed. You know, everybody's showing up for those all games. It's days. awesome. So again, that is starting on March the first. Registration begins March first. Again, twenty five dollars per household, and you can register up until March twenty second. And it's open to all kids who are going to be three years old by April 1st, all the way up to those who are currently in the eighth grade. And and I know there's a lot, there's probably a lot of questions a lot of people still have. One of the key things you're going to be able to do on the website, you're going to be able to download our frequently asked questions. So hopefully that will answer quite a bit of those, but make sure you get your registration in in time. Again, deadline is March the 22nd. All right. And guys, thank you all so much for joining us today on the voice of Camp Nathaniel. Um, got anything to wrap it up there? No, man, I think I'm good. I'm enjoying the new format, though. I'm, I'm really liking the the conversations we're having with pastors. I uh, can't wait to talk to some missionaries here in a couple of weeks. And and we've got a, we've got a whole, the, the rest of the year, we've almost got mapped out, man. We've so almost I'm, I'm got really it excited. all figured out there. And speaking of pastors and different missionaries, mm-hmm. if you are in the area and you are a pastor or a missionary and you want to jump on and chat with us, uh, we love in, it. get in contact with us. By all means, call the camp office here and we'll... We'd love to chat with you about all kinds of different things. You know what I also found out that we can do starting today? What's that? You can email us at podcast at campnathaniel.org. It's like we're a legitimate thing now. It's crazy, isn't Instead it? Instead of just us two sitting here <laughs> talking to each other. It's like we're real podcasters. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on The Voice of Camp Nathaniel. See you guys.